We are back from vacation with scandal, philanthropy, controversy, and Cambridge kiddo cuteness. It's all right here on episode 35 of Podcast Royal. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 35 of Podcast Royal. It is so good to be back after a month away, and it is so good to be with you listeners, but it is so good to see your beautiful face, Jessica. How are you? I've missed you. I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been, you know, it's been a good month. I think that we needed a little R&R. The Royals have been relatively quiet. And so I think we ended up making the right call and in, in taking a month for ourselves. What do you say? I agree. And this month flew by. Um, it was really nice. It was overall pretty quiet for me too. I started the month out um, going on a little visit to see my sister and her new puppy. Mm-hmm. And then I finished the month out with a long weekend in Maine. I actually just got back late last night. And let me tell you, so I had never been to Maine. I'd always wanted to go to that part of the U.S. Um, and it really did not disappoint. I don't know if we have listeners who are in that area, but oh my gosh, as someone who is from the South. Um, the weather this time of year in Maine cannot be beat. Um, stunning scenery. So we did, um, I went with my best friend and sorority sister from college. Um, Mm -hmm. we visited Acadia national park. We did some hiking. We saw some beautiful scenery. Uh, Of course, of course I ate seafood the whole time. Um, And we kind of joked about, we stayed in this little bed and breakfast in the downtown area and it was floral wallpaper everywhere and just so cute. And we joked about how the city of Bar Harbor kind of reminded us a little bit of Stars Hollow, if, if any of our listeners uh-huh. are Gilmer Girl. Gilmer Girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, just, it was really fun. It was a nice little getaway. Um, there's some really good food there. I had some of the best coffee that I think I've ever had on that trip. Really? Um, yeah. And, and it was just really good. It was a fun little end of summer getaway. Um, so I am looking forward to fall. I know we always talk about what we're into each week. And I think this week for me, I am, you know, coming back from that cool weather. I'm really just looking forward to things going on in autumn this year, Mm -hmm. thinking about some activities that I want to do this fall, um, maybe some fall decorating. So that's one thing I'm into this week. Another thing I, I can't I feel like I can't say I'm into this yet because I really just started watching the first episode earlier today, but um, I found this new Netflix show called Motel Makeover. Have you seen it, Rachel? It keeps popping up on my, you know how when you log into Netflix, it's at the top, like the banner on the Uh top. So maybe that's like telling me, I mean, it totally is telling me that I would like it. So what, so they just make over motels as like HGTV stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, two girls that I guess are friends. Like I said, I just started the first episode today and they made over um, a motel, I guess it was a few years ago and they decided to do it again. And they've taken on this 24 room motel and it's, you know, of course, old and outdated and they're going room by room and they're making over all the rooms and giving their decorating tips. Uh, And it's uh, first episode is pretty fun so far. So I guess I can say I'm I think I'm into that right now. So I'll have to what about you? I'll have How to is your world? 
Yeah, definitely. So tell me about your August. Yeah, I can't believe honestly that I didn't see you. <laughs> that's I that's know, really, I know. <laughs> really weird that I like like not. I mean, obviously we didn't see each other on Zoom recording for the podcast, but it's weird that I didn't see you socially. Like that we didn't even have dinner. I don't know. Um, so I was very busy with work. Um, this month, as you said, flew by. Um, probably the highlight of August for me is a trip I took last week to Cumberland Island, Georgia. And we were just talking about this offline. I know you said that you've not yet been, but you're from Georgia, so you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. And it was actually where JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bissett were married in 1996. And uh, my boyfriend and I stayed at the Majestic Grayfield Inn, which is where they had the rehearsal dinner and the reception. And it was honestly just a wonderful getaway. It was for work, but I mean, it's hard to call it work when you're at Cumberland Island. And so I recommend for all of our Southern listeners or any of our listeners, make a trip out there. It's, it's like you're in a different world. It, it really, it like at minimum, it's like you're in a different country and it really just felt like you know, you're just in, on a different planet. And now I will say, I would not recommend going in mid-August like we <laughs> did. There is no air conditioning in parts of the Grayfield Inn where we stayed. And I think we probably each lost like five pounds over three days from just sweat. We were outside all the time. I'm bitten up like crazy by bugs, but it was, it was all of that said, it was a, a wonderful trip. And I would go again in a heartbeat. And so I'll, I'll throw a show in that I'm into as well. So I'd have to say my favorite TV show of August was the white Lotus on HBO max. Have you watched that show? Do you have, do you have HBO max? I don't even know. I don't know. I have not seen that show. I'll give you my password. If you want that show, that show is so funny. And I would call it the show of the summer for me. It, it is irreverent. It is, um, there's a murder mystery there um, in Hawaii. And so that the setting is beautiful. And I just, I mean, that show. So I, I didn't start watching it until I, there, there were six episodes in the series and I came in after episode five it aired. So I binged the first five and then watched the season finale in real time. And it was so good. And I also, um, you know, I always love reading. And so I also recently really enjoyed reading Matthew Dennison's The Queen. It's a book that actually comes out on the day this episode airs, which is tomorrow, September 1st, or today, if you're listening to it. And so it's been, like you said, it has been a quick month and it's September tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this, that's unbelievable to me. I know. I cannot believe it. Um, but I'm excited. I, our listeners are football fans. We've got some football coming up this weekend. We've got football. We don't have a weekend that doesn't have football until December. It's so great. The temperatures, please, Jesus, will start cooling. Like I've been, I told you before we started recording, I've been running this fan on me, like this poor little Amazon, Amazon basics fan. <laughs> it, it runs <laughs> literally 24, seven, 365. I can't believe it hasn't given out on me this summer. It's like $14 fan. And I just have been running so hot. It's humid. Um, by the way, as Southerners, I feel like we've got to say, and just as people, as humans, um, that we're really thinking of Hurricane Ida victims. And uh, we're like right now here in Birmingham, it's nasty, rainy, drizzly, gross, windy. 
but nothing compared to Louisiana and Mississippi. So just thinking of all of you and, and hoping that you're safe and we're sending our love your way. Okay, so we have two segments today. Super excited for an interview later in the program, which we'll talk about. Uh, we recorded that interview like a month ago, right? It feels like forever ago. It was right before we went on vacation. Yeah, but- I was going to say, if, <laughs> when our listeners listen to it, I'm trying to remember now. Um, I don't know if we make any references about things to come in August, but if we do, <laughs> uh, that was recorded prior to August. So. Yeah, we recorded it, like I think July 30th, if my memory serves. Mm-hmm. So if there's some outdated time stamp references that's why but we have to start off with segment one the royal rundown as we always do so it was kind of you know I say it was a light news month and it was because you know we're going to cover a month's worth of news in probably 20 minutes but the news that did come out was pretty significant so perhaps the most shocking news that broke over vacation was that Prince Andrew has officially been sued by Virginia Roberts Jeffrey who has long accused Andrew of having non-consensual sex with her when she was underage. She was 17. But of course, this lawsuit takes everything up a notch and to the next level. So Virginia said, quote, if I did not pursue this action, I would be letting my family and victims everywhere down. She has accused Andrew of having non-consensual sex with her three times between 1999 and 2002, claims which Andrew vehemently denies. This civil lawsuit comes after apparently numerous attempts by Virginia to settle with Andrew out of court, according to her lawyer, and in a statement, Virginia said, quote, I am holding Prince Andrew accountable for what he did to me. The powerful and rich are not exempt from being held responsible for their actions. I hope that other victims will see that it is possible not to live in silence and fear, but to reclaim one's life by speaking out and demanding justice, end quote. So Jessica, this is really, um, really serious stuff. So I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts and what you thought when that news broke. That was, I don't even remember when that was. Was that mid-August? Early? It, was, it was a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really serious. And, you know, I'm not really sure what this means for Prince Andrew. You know, he seems to have sort of been in hiding at Royal Lodge or, you know, behind palace doors for a while now. And he's kind of avoided a, a lot of the downfall from, from all of the stuff that took place years ago. And so I don't know if he's going to have to finally face um, some of the consequences from that or what we'll see come of it. I, you know, I'm interested to see, I don't know if the palace is going to speak out on it, uh, but you're right. It is really serious. And I think a lot of people are watching this. So um, you know, any any move that he or anyone in the palace makes is going to be certainly analyzed and, um, you know, people are, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the word I was looking for, scrutinized, and, and people are going to have strong opinions on it. So um, what do you think? Well, so I don't, he lives at Royal Lodge, listeners, in case you didn't know that, and he was at Balmoral. And interestingly, Fergie, went out there with him as did I believe Eugenie I don't think Beatrice made the trip she's very pregnant right now and I I find it interesting that he refused to settle out of court um it, maybe that's I don't know him saying again and again I'm innocent I'm not going to settle out of court for a crime I didn't commit um 
it's it's also worth noting that this is a civil lawsuit, not a criminal lawsuit. So there there is quite a bit of a difference between the two. I'm no lawyer, but I do know that. And it's it's incredibly serious. And, you know, kudos to Virginia for taking a stand and speaking her truth. And we'll just see what happens in the court of law. But I just can't believe that um, Andrew, I, I didn't think prior to this that he would ever come back as a working royal. And even Charles has spoken out over the course of this month and said, you know, Andrew's tenure is over mm-hmm. as, as a working royal. However, he still has some of his uh, military titles, which of course, you know, the brouhaha is that Harry is has been stripped of all of his honorary military titles while Andrew continues to keep his. And the, the that doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people, including me. And so, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. I, it's been convenient that the Royals have been largely out of the public eye in August. As we've said before, August is when they take their summer holiday. And so they've more or less not been seen. Um, they've mostly been up at Balmoral or wherever they're vacationing. And so I'm interested when the Queen returns to London, which should be relatively soon. Um, I'm interested to see how this will be handled. So anything else to say on that? No, I think we'll just wait and, um, you know, we'll look out for more. Yeah, that's huge news. That That's definitely the story of the month for sure. Um, a little bit of better news, well, not a little bit, a lot better news total pivot here but we saw megan on her 40th birthday as well as, as well as harry juggling through the window in a video alongside melissa mccarthy announcing her new 40 but i don't know if they're calling it 40 by 40 40 times 40 40 x 40 what up 40 i should know this but 40 x 40 we'll just call it that initiative which encourages people around the world to commit to giving 40 minutes of mentorship to support women going back to work megan has listed enlisted some a-listers like katie couric adele stella mccartney and even princess eugenie to take part in this effort so i first want to ask you about your thoughts on this new project and then i i can't not ask you about her home decor that we got an an expansive look at in that video yeah, we can for sure talk about that. I figured we would uh, we would hit that topic. So, yes. um, you know, it's always fun seeing a celebrity pop up on camera in their home and, you know, trying to connect with their audience. So, um, you know, I think that's really cool. Um, overall, you know, I felt a little bit confused by this. I was a little <laughs> underwhelmed. And I guess I'm trying to understand what she and Harry see their roles as being now, um, you know, since they've stepped away from the royal family, it does feel like a lot of what they do is sort of royal-esque um, or royal in nature. Um, you know, I, I do applaud the effort to, you know, step out and, and try to help others, but I really feel like this sort of falls short of, um, maybe the impact that they were hoping to have, you know, I was talking with a friend about this and and our takeaway was if you have someone who is looking to get back into the workforce, they've lost their job. I struggle to see how a 40 minute phone call with a celebrity would really be that beneficial, um, you know, as far as, you know, 
someone who, who may be an actress or a singer and has never really experienced a traditional workforce or building a resume or going through a job interview um, and really doesn't know what it's like to, to go without being employed and, and you know, needing a paycheck. Um, I don't know. I mean, when I, I just 40 minutes with Adele wouldn't completely transform your, your work. I'm sorry. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. No, you're right. And, and, and so I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think Harry and Megan have done a lot of good things to highlight some issues that are important to them or to make generous donations to organizations that, that they feel like would make an impact. But um, this one, I just don't really understand. I, I don't know. It seemed to fall a little short for me. What about you? Well, I think, as you said, the, in, the good intention is there, but the practicality of me sitting down with Eugenie for 40 minutes. I mean, I can't, these podcast episodes last longer than 40 minutes, you know, generally. And um, I think her heart is in the right place. I thought the video was odd because there's Royal alluding to, but yet I thought we were trying to get away from that. And um, I mean, again, I think her heart is in the right place, but I, I would rather it be instead of 40 minutes with 40 celebrities, have it be cultivated relationships with people that like Adele, maybe she will strike up a really great friendship with her mentee over those 40 minutes, although it's pretty hard to do that in 40 minutes time, but the best mentor mentee relationships are longstanding ones. And and ones that are truly a relationship, not just a conversation. So, I mean, again, the, the, the name's cute, 40, X40. But yeah, I, I think um, it, might, it might have been better flushed out. Um, yeah, I agree. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this on the podcast before and other, um, other lights as far as royal work goes. I am much more in favor of doing things of substance and not just making a statement to make a statement or putting fluff out there. Um, I think you and I both as writers, I mean, we can, we can read into fluff. We know what that is because we yeah. done it. Um, and sometimes, and sometimes these sort of initiatives just, uh, they fall short of having actual substance or making that impact. Um, and it's, you know, it's nice to, to say, you know, someone would donate 40 minutes, but I'm thinking, you know, what if these 40 celebrities could have given like four hours of community service with an organization mm-hmm. that was helping during the pandemic or in a hospital or something like that might've been um, a little bit more impactful than a 40 minute phone call. But yeah, I'm thought. really interested to hear like the stories that of, of impact that like from the mentees, um, because hopefully we'll hear like, hey, here's how this went. And this is what I learned from Katie Couric. Yeah. So Um, that was my other question was, do we get follow-up on this? I hope so. Because like for me as a journalist, Katie Couric would be a great chat to have for 40 minutes, but I still don't even think that 40 minutes would be enough to ask Mm -hmm. Katie, who is in my direct industry, the questions that I would want to ask, especially if I was out of work. And so, um, like, I just want to know who, uh, I'm sorry, I keep picking on Adele. I absolutely love her, but I just want to know who Adele is going to mentor, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like what kind of 
person that has found themselves like out of work because of the pandemic is going to be like, oh my God, Adele is the perfect mentor for me. Like I just, or I mean, Melissa McCarthy, I mean, you know, her career has been in acting as well. And I just, you know, I mean, these are all examples of people who are, they've done great things with their careers. They've done, you know, had some really great roles or written some really great songs, but um, it's very, very different than your traditional workforce that most of your experiences. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only one out of that list that I could say, okay, maybe I could learn something for my career other than just being starstruck by the celebrity in the room would be Katie Kirk and and not even 40 minutes would be enough time to get anything incredibly impactful or meaningful out of that conversation. So Mm -hmm. anyway, there it is. So I said on a previous episode that I thought we'd see the first photo of Lily on Megan's 40th birthday. And I was kind of right. There's a tiny blink and you'll miss it photo of her on Megan's desk in that video. So, okay. Time for your thoughts on Megan's home office decor. Well, of course I loved it. Um, you know, I thought it was just really, really pretty. And we've talked about their, their home, the Chateau on the podcast before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I do like her decor style, uh, throughout the home from what we've seen. Um, it is very American, uh, but it's also very nature-esque or very natural. It's sort of a transitional kind of combo between a traditional modern decor style. Um, and, and I like it. It's, it's very, very, um, pretty and sophisticated, um, sort mm-hmm. of California vibes, I guess. Um, and of course I loved her little puppy curled up on the bed behind her oh, desk. Yeah. That was, that we was love adorable. dogs. We love dogs. And speaking of dogs, <laughs> if our listeners hear some panting or barking in the background, I've got a 60 pound golden doodle on the floor. Next to me. <laughs> I also, don't hear him. I don't hear him, but maybe you pretty do. loud on my end. Well, we, we love dogs so much so that you might hear them occasionally. I have a dog in the house too, and he's made appearances. Maybe you didn't hear them in the past as well. But, um, so I loved her aesthetic too. I love just the clean lines of it and just, you know, all the white and, but okay. I, no matter how much I love my husband, I don't want to share a desk with him. Like, I don't need to be shoulder to shoulder, like with, like, I don't even know if I want the same room as an office with my husband, let alone like, like the table is for both of us. That's, that's a little (laughs) bit too close of quarters for me, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, um, (laughs) I think we've all been in the, you know, on a work call before where you can hear someone significant other in the background on another work call. And <laughs> yeah. And like, imagine if he was shoulder to shoulder, I mean, and, and we've seen that room a lot. We haven't seen it to that extent, but we've seen the, the background before in a lot of the zoom calls they've been on over the past year, but it's nice to see the full room. It's gorgeous. I love her taste. I love her style. Um, so it's a win for me and I, I'm, um, I'm glad to hear you like it too. Cause you're really the home decor expert here. So, so news also came out over the break that Megan and Harry considered moving to New Zealand before settling on Canada and later, of course, the U S I had also heard back in the day, Africa as a possibility, obviously they were very keen to get out of the UK. 
And I can't believe I've, I've actually forgotten that this next news item happened. That's how quickly the news moves around here. But um, we haven't recorded in a, a month in a day and or month in three days. And so of all people, I didn't expect to see a scandal surrounding. We had a Jack Brooks Bank scandal while we were away. He was photographed enjoying a boat ride in Capri with a few models, some of whom were topless, as presumably his wife Eugenie was at home with their six-month-old son, August. Apparently, this was for a work trip with Casamigos, and even Fergie, Jack's mother-in-law, spoke out saying there was no scandal here. So I'm dying to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, so, you know, this is a tough one, and I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to put my words together very well on this. I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time overly analyzing the situation, but I mean, I'll say, you know, with the very little knowledge that I do have about his personal life and his character, um, he and Eugenie seem happy. She always seems to have kind words to say about him. He seems like a nice, you know, truly nice guy. Um, And I don't think he would intentionally disrespect his wife from what I can tell. Um, I can see it being, you know, a situation where he's on a boat for work and this sort of thing happened without him having, you know, advanced knowledge that this was going to happen and cameras pop up and it ends up looking really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also feel like, you know, when you are married to someone, you have to talk about those boundaries and even in your work life and and things that are okay and and things that may be too far. Um, And you have to think about how they'll look to the public when you're in that sort of a a role and your wife is a princess. Um, You know, at the end of the day, he's not a bachelor anymore. So even if he didn't mean for it to come off that way, it does, it looks bad. Um, I think, I think the worst part about it, it, it doesn't, it's not so much about him maybe in his intentions it's more it, it just looks disrespectful to Eugenie um mm-hmm. it, at least in my opinion so but you know I will say maybe she didn't care at all and you know she hasn't said anything about it of course I don't think she would um but you know either way it's caused a bit of a stir so mm-hmm. what do you think well, I, you know, it did cause a stir for a minute, but I've already forgotten about it. And now, and now here I am rehashing it, but so I, I definitely don't think there is a there, there. Um, I think the way that the photographs appear are pretty damaging, but I don't think that there's any, you know, fire to the smoke. I think that in, if, you know, I say that I think in European customs, as if I've ever been to Europe, I haven't, and I'll own that. But uh, what I know about European culture is that women topless is not as taboo as it is here in the States. Sure. And, you know, women, uh, my best friend currently is in Italy with her husband for work for I think they're in their second month now for five months and uh, like at the beach women are prone to just go topless just like men it's not it's not I mean we've even seen like back in 2012 now I don't support this but like there were photos of Kate sunbathing topless it's just more of a European thing to do and so I don't think it was like the wild raucous party boat that the press made it out to be I will say in Kate's 
situation. I think she was on a private island with just Williams. So right. Yeah. And that happened. wasn't, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, but I do think, and if people from Europe, I know you're listening, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just think it's more socially accepted for women to go topless on a beach. For sure. I mean, it nudity is- on beaches in general is more accepted there. I mean, you really don't find that in the U.S. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah. you know, the the angle of the photos makes it look like it's not great, but I don't think that there's any anything there. Um, obviously, it seems to have blown over. I haven't heard anything about it in a long time. Uh, Fergie spoke out in defense of Jack, which I think is the closest we'll ever get to usually mm-hmm. saying it was okay. And so I think well, it's over. And I agree, you know, I think it it's less about, you know, maybe him and more just thinking about the perception given who he's married to, you know, and, and his role now. Um, it's it's more about, you know, how it looks as being disrespectful to his wife. Um, but I agree. I don't, you know, I really didn't think a whole lot about it. I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about this. It seems to have already blown over and yeah. So, so good on us, sarcasm for rehashing it, right? But we are recapping the month's news. That's what happens when you take a month <laughs> off. You rehash stuff that's long been put to bed. So, also drawing controversy is the new HBO Max series, The Prince, which uh, where the lead character is Prince George, and literally every single member of the royal family is mocked. The biggest controversy, of course, is that the show picks on young children and also that Philip is portrayed even after his death earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So the show is a spinoff of Gary Janetti's Instagram posts that poke fun at the family, specifically Prince George, which in all honesty, I find the Instagram posts funny, but I did not find the prince even the least bit funny. And as much of a Royal watcher as I am, I watched one episode and I never went back. And so I know the answer to this question, because we've already established in this episode that you don't have HBO max, but have you happened to catch any of these episodes somehow? Well, I do know people that have HBO max. So if I really wanted to see it, I I guess I could have, but you know, here's the deal with this show. Um, I am all for funny jokes and sarcasm and comedy. I love a good comedy. Um, When I heard about this one and how they portrayed Prince George, I just didn't want to give this show a chance. I mean, in my opinion, kids are off limits, especially when it comes to this type of stuff. And really, my heart kind of broke for Will and Kate when I thought about how they might have to navigate this. Um, You know, I certainly hope no one in their circles watches this and has anything to think about it at all. But I just think it's wrong to take comedy that far and to go after a child. Um, You know, I, I don't want to support it. And I did see a few clips from the show on Gary Janetti's Instagram account. And that was, you know, all I cared to see. Um, It was enough to make me feel like this is just not something that, that I want to support. Yeah. And, and I also heard, I guess, Orlando Bloom is the voice of Prince Harry. And I thought it was a little bit weird because I thought he was friends with Prince Harry. So at minimum, they're neighbors. Yeah. I'm not really sure how that works, but Overall, I'm, I'm giving it two thumbs down. Yeah, I look, I, I honestly feel a little bit bad even trying to watch it. I, I watched one episode, which was like 12 or 13 minutes. It was not funny. And even if I didn't have a problem with 
them picking on kids, which I do have a problem with that for the record. I just didn't find it any kind of entertaining. And so, I mean, the child, a Prince George is eight and, and Charlotte is in there too. Well, I, like I said, I only watched the first episode. Charlotte was in the first episode. She's six. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and then I don't know if they pick on Louie too, but I mean, these children, I know Archie is, is in there at some point, um, just off of what I've read. And I mean, the child is, is two years old, like uh, that. I agree. Kids are off limits. You know, I mean, it's hard enough to be an adult Royal and, and be mocked and, and picked on. Thankfully this family does have a good sense of humor, but I, I can't imagine that they would be accepting of this. And I, I don't think any of us should be, I think kids should be completely off limits. I totally agree. Yeah. I'd be open to watching, you know, a comedy about the Royals with the kids not included in it, but um, this was just really too far. I mean, don't we have enough fodder for a comedy show with the adults? Like we've got right. enough, <laughs> we got enough material here. We don't need, we don't need to go for the kids. They like, are funny all on their own. <laughs> yes, there is enough, there is enough here. Like we, we rarely talk about the kids, even though we're about to talk about Charlotte in just a second, but it's not for any bad reason, but um, we rarely talk about the kids and we have plenty to say. So I'm, I'm not a fan, not into it. That is, that's going on my, what I'm not into list for August. So (laughs) speaking of television, we saw a first glimpse of the crown shooting for its next season, season five, and Imelda Staunton is Queen Elizabeth. I'm super pumped for that. And uh, also over the break, we saw this gorgeous photo of Charlotte holding a butterfly. It was all in support of the Save Butterflies initiative, which according to Charlotte's parents, William and Kate, quote, encourage us all to count these incredible creatures because not only are they beautiful creatures to be around, but they are also extremely important. Butterflies are vital parts of the ecosystem as both pollinators and components of the food chain. So I know you saw this photo. What did you think of the photo? Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was really pretty and sweet. I thought it was very appropriate. Um, I, you know, of course I love butterflies and, um, I just thought it was very fitting to have her in there holding the little delicate butterfly and that little blue top and the mm-hmm. pink shorts. Um, really good photo. So beautiful. And um, also a release date has been officially announced for Spencer, which is the Diana biopic starring Kristen Stewart in the lead role. November 5th, it will be out. We've also seen the trailer for the movie. I know I'll be watching the movie. I'm still not 100% convinced of Kristen Stewart as, uh, as Diana, but uh, we'll, we'll see. My, my judgment is, is reserved for the full screening in November. So, and uh, speaking of Diana, we are recording this episode on August 31st, which of course is the 24th anniversary of Diana's untimely passing. We miss you and remember you, Diana, we'd be remiss to not mention this today. So I I don't know if I've ever asked you this, which is kind of shocking, but do you remember where you were when you found out? Gosh, you know, I was fairly young. So I was 10 when she passed away. And I do remember her passing. Um, I do not remember where I was when I found out. Um, I I also remember I had the 1997 Elton John CD, The Candle in the Wind tribute to Princess Diana. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Everybody had that tape. 
Yeah, I, I had that. Tape. That's how old school I am. I had the tape. Oh yeah, I, I think I had the CD, but um, but yeah, I mean, of course, I knew who Princess Diana was, and um, I remembered her passing and and it being very sad. But I cannot remember the exact place I was. Yeah, I was. I was also ten, so um, I'm a few months older than you. But my birthday is at the end of September, so I was almost eleven. But my mom and I had gone to San Antonio, Texas, and we were in a hotel room. And I remember before I went to bed, because I mean, we not, I mean, obviously, normally when we were at home, my mom and I do not sleep in the same bedroom. Um, but we did that night because we were in, we were sharing a bed in the hotel. And so I remember before I went to bed, we knew there had been a car accident and we knew that Dodie had died. And for some reason that really upset me because I, of course, saw the photos and read the news articles about them all summer, Diana and Dodie together. And then I, I don't remember this, but I woke up in the middle of the night and my mom never went to sleep. Of course, she, I've mentioned on this program before, she's a hardcore diehard Diana fan. And so original reports were that Diana had been injured. I think they said she had a broken arm but she wasn't originally reported to be gravely injured. And so um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked at my mom and I said, she's dead, isn't she? And my mom said, yeah, she's dead. And um, I don't think my mom slept at all that night. And it just was so tragic. And, you know, William spoken out and said that that, of course, that memory of being told at Balmoral that his mother had died is his saddest memory. And um, I'll just, I'll never forget this time of year. And then the funeral and all the, the all the flowers. And um, I don't know if you saw the news today, but they were laying flowers again outside of Kensington Palace. And um, 24 years seems like yesterday and forever ago, all at the same time. Um, as I stare down my 35th birthday, that feels like a really long time ago. So um, rest in peace, Diana. We love you. We miss you. The world is a little less bright because you're not here with us. And I know that William and Harry, this is always going to be a tough day for them as well. So um, continuing is total pivot. I don't know how to, I don't know how to get out of that one. So we're just going to totally pivot. Continuing our love for the Swedish royal family, Prince Julian was christened over the break. This is the third son of Prince Carl Philip and Princess Sophia. The photos were stunning. Um, if I can't have a Lilibet Diana christening photo, I guess I will just be okay with a Prince Julian <laughs> photo. And we're going to do a little bit more European royal talk for a moment. Uh, former Princess of Luxembourg, Tessie Antony, who we mentioned on the last episode, has welcomed a baby boy, Theodore, one month after marrying Frank Flossel. I think on our last episode, we reported that she'd just gotten married and now she's given birth. We spoke about Tessie, uh, just last episode and now she's got a beautiful baby boy in her arms so congratulations and in more european royal news two princesses are starting school together princess leonor of spain and princess alexia of the netherlands are both new students at united world college of the atlantic in the uk 
I am secretly hoping they'll bond over their shared experiences of, you know, being European royalty, which is a unique experience that not many of us can say we have. So, okay, as we wrap up the royal rundown, I am dying to know your thoughts on the Windsor Diaries, which is our first royal book club pick. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, are we going to do um, a formal discussion on this for listeners? You know, I don't know. This is really unplanned, which is so not like me, but I, um, we can. I mean, I enjoyed the book. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, so let's, okay, let's do this. Um, we'll, we'll talk, we'll pick a date this week, and then on one of our podcast episodes in September, We'll do a segment and we'll recap the book and share our thoughts and we'll let listeners know so they can tune in. How about that? That sounds like a plan. Okay. Yeah. Cause we had a couple on our list. So we need to circle back up on those. And then, um, you know, we also talked about possibly reconnecting with Robert Lacey in October. Oh, I haven't um, forgotten. So I haven't forgotten. We'll add that to our list to, to revisit. Um, but we'll, we'll share the dates in the coming weeks on, on our chat. Brilliant. As you can see, we are totally just returning from vacation. We're getting, we're getting we, our, our wheels greased back up again. We haven't done this in like four weeks. So we're getting, we're getting back in the groove, but um, okay. So finally today, we really hope you enjoy this interview. We recorded during our break with your Royal closet. We enjoyed this so much. We had a really good time and we are so fortunate to have made a new friend. Take a listen. Today on the show, we have the lovely Mackenzie from Your Royal Closet, the world's premier royal fashion consignment shop where you can shop looks inspired by your favorite royals. This allows royally inspired pieces to not just sit in the back of a closet somewhere, but to be enjoyed over and over again by those who buy it here. They literally have everything, all different sizes, maternity clothes, shoes, handbags, you name it. We are so excited to learn more and go shopping. Welcome to the show, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are so happy to have you here. So Rachel and I have a few questions here we want to chat with you about and um, let our listeners learn more about your royal closet. And I will go ahead and get us started with our first question. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do at your royal closet. Yeah, absolutely. So your royal closet is essentially the ultimate destination for royal fashion lovers. And what we love about the site is that it's all secondhand consignment. So we're able to connect women who have these fabulous pieces that they've had in their closets typically they're collectors and they're not wearing them anymore either maybe they don't fit or they've just kind of they're not circulating them in their regular looks and so they send them to us and we get to resell them on their behalf to other women who we know are going to love the items Typically when we have these sorts of, you know, fashion items in our closets, and usually when we've spent like a good amount of money on them, we hate to see them go, especially if they were a loved piece, something that we used to wear all the time. And so with your royal closet, you know that the person who is getting this is going to love it as much as you did. So that's what we're really proud of on the site. Yeah, you have some very quality pieces on the site and I have enjoyed browsing and shopping. So 
tell us, how did this idea spark? Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, um, I had met up with one of the creators of Megan's mirror and we, um, had dinner together. I was featured on that website once for my, my personal account called thrifting like a Royal, where I thrift duplicates of different Royal outfits. Um, and anyhow, we had had dinner and we said, wouldn't it be cool one day if there was a website where you could buy all of this, where you weren't searching through Poshmark or Scout eBay and making sure you had the exact keywords to try to find something. We're like, nothing like that exists. Um, and so we talked about it kind of in passing and then, you know, nothing ever came of it. Um, and then last year during COVID, I got laid off. Um, no worries. I'm back to work. Um, but the day that I got laid off, I sent her a text message and I said, Hey, now's the time. Let's start that website because I got nothing but time right now. <laughs> um, and so it was really, you know, it came about for me at a perfect time in my life where I could really focus my energies on something that I loved and that was different and that was creative um, and kind of became like a little haven, a little mental haven for myself. That's awesome. And I feel like we um, can all relate from having that extra time during COVID. That's actually how we started Podcast Royal. Exactly. Sure. True. So what is your most favorite piece that you found on the site? Is there one in particular that stands out to you? Oh, um, they, I mean, there's so many, <laughs> we, so we work with all these fantastic consigners and they have amazing pieces. So every time I, what happens is the consigners will send a box, um, to one of our locations and then I get to open them and see like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what's inside. Um, so some of my favorites have been the club Monaco, Cynthia dress, um, mm. Cynthia, I don't remember how it's pronounced, but that really beautiful white and red kind of floral patterned um, pleated dress that Megan wore to I think it was the ATX conference for yep. suits yep. Um, loved that one and that was everyone else loved that too it's kind of what we call a unicorn item um, another that I have loved are all of the uh, um, Stuart Weitzman boots that we've been able to sell um, those are great staple pieces. And then for myself personally, I have a very kind of relaxed, casual style. So I love the J crew denim dress. Um, and we also have in my, in my room right now, um, Kate's Zara dress, the blue one that she wore off the shoulder striped. I love that dress. If it was in my size, I'd be buying that one right now. <laughs> Okay. So let's say that I want to sell some clothes on your Royal closet. Walk me through how I would do that. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for asking. So typically people reach out to us via the DMS. Um, occasionally someone will email to info at your But when we get that first conversation, the first step is we have our consigners fill out the consigner contract. And that's pretty standard for any consignment shop, you know, that you would go to, even if it's in, in person. So that's the first step. Then we ask, um, our consigners to send us a list of the items they would like to sell and we give them an honest assessment because we don't want someone to send something in and then us not be able to sell it because that's disappointing to them. Um, so we tell them, Hey, we think that this is going to sell. We think it's going to sell fast. Or sometimes we say, we think this will sell, but it's a more expensive item. So it will probably take a little bit longer. Um, or sometimes we'll say, Hey, this one, 
yeah, we might be able to sell it for like 20 bucks. I don't know if that's worth it to you. Um, so we want to give a really honest assessment to people. Um, and then after that, once we've agreed on the items, we give them the address to send in and they upload the tracking information into um, our form so that we can keep an eye on the tracking and make sure we don't miss it. Mm-hmm. And once we get it, um, we typically do a live unboxing of the items, which people really love. So as soon as we get it we just open it up on camera and show people what's in it um and go from there oh i love it actually um i watched some of your uh live um openings and it was so much fun i I love that you guys do that it is so fun. It just, um, it just sort of happened one day that we, that I decided to do it that way. Typically in the past, we would photograph all of the items, um, and then make separate listings for them on the website. And one day I said, I'm just going to try something different. Um, and just decided to do it live and people loved it. And honestly, many of the items sell via our live sales before they ever hit the website. So it's wow. great. So when did you become interested in royal fashion? Mm. So, I mean, my first royal memory definitely has to be Diana. My mom was obsessed with Diana. Um, And I specifically remember, you know, how distraught my mom was at her death. So that was my first kind of entryway into the royals. Um, But I think like a lot of people our age, um, it really kind of came back into full gear when Kate and William got engaged and then married. I totally stayed up for it. I didn't know anyone at the time um, who was really into royals, let alone royal fashion. Um, And I feel like Instagram was still kind of new at that time. So I wasn't following other royal lovers on Instagram. So totally stayed up and watched that and enjoyed every moment of it. And ever since then, I was completely engaged. And then I think even more so reinvigorated when Megan joined the scene because I had been a huge fan of suits. I loved suits. So I, quote unquote, knew her very well. Um, and so, yeah, ever since, ever since Kate and then with Megan again, I've loved it. And it's expanded for me personally beyond the British Royals. I love the Swedish Royals, the Danish we do Royals, too. all of we them. Do. <laughs> Did you listen to our last episode? Because I haven't been able to listen to the last one yet. You'll appreciate it. Cause we go all around Europe in the last episode. Oh, all awesome. Royal Perfect. Families. I so. can't wait to hear it. I love it. Okay. So I've been so excited about asking you this since we got the questions together. So we're going to play a little fun lightning round. Game. Okay. Okay. You ready yes. for this? You ready for I'm this? I'm ready. I'm so, ready. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. Yes. No, you got this. You got this. So we want you to describe each of these Royal women's fashion in one word without overthinking. Ooh, okay. Like lightning round quick. Okay. You ready? Yes. Kate. Classic. Awesome. Megan. Cool. Mm. Diana. Chic. Totally. Her Majesty the Queen. Colorful. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Beatrice. Uh, corky. I'm only using C words. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about her sister, Eugenie? Um, Eugenie, you know, I, I don't know about that one. Eugenie, I would say that she's quirky too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. Uh, Sophie. Sophie, uh, feminine. Oh, yes. 
And last one, Camilla. Daring. Because I think that Ooh. even considering her age, I think sometimes she makes um, more daring choices than you would expect, especially with her mask game recently. Like yes. she is really going for it with her COVID masks. So you I... kill, you killed the lightning round game, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you kill, you killed it. I don't think I could have thought of the words that quickly. And let me tell you, I have said this on the podcast before, whoever is dressing Camilla is doing a great job totally I agree with you amazing amazing I I have thoughts about Camilla like we all do whatever whatever (laughs) whatever but um she looks great like she dresses just perfectly for her age or her station in life she kills it Mm-hmm. And she wears really cool pieces too. Um, just thinking about a couple of months ago, she wore that black cape like look yes. with the Demelier bag. It was amazing. It was so good. Love it. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I think you hit all of those perfectly. Um, Nailed it. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. So, thinking back on all of those people that you just described, um, whose royal fashion do you most relate to? That's a really interesting question. So I, I can answer it in two ways. I think I love and desire to dress like Kate Middleton, but I have no events to wear anything that she wears. <laughs> like I can't just wear a bespoke coat dress to something. Right. <laughs> so right. that's the dream. I think that Megan is much more relatable to my everyday life, it, particularly her casual looks. I mean, her her night, her evening wear is fantastic as well. And her more, um, I guess, what she would have been doing for royal engagements is also fantastic too. But her classic everyday kind of California cool is very much in line with my own aesthetic. And I think it's really attainable for anyone, whether they're interested in royal fashion or just fashion in general. So we're halfway through 2021. What's next for your Royal closet for the rest of the year and on into next year? Hmm. Um, good question. So, you know, what we really can want to continue doing is expanding our consigners. We're so lucky that we have been able to work with at this point around 25 women across the U S and Canada, um, who know us and trust us to send us their things and, and share them with other Royal fashion lovers. And we want to just really continue to delve deeply into that. Um, we've also released our, your Royal closet jewelry on our site. Many people know this was already on our Etsy site as well, but now you can find it on yourroyalcloset.com. Um, and that's really it. We want to keep bringing the best Royal fashion day in and day out. We love what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We do. And we're so glad we found you guys and really, really hope our listeners um, have enjoyed hearing from you and everything that you guys are working on. I'm going to ask you one more question before we finish up. Um, Where can our listeners find you guys um, on all of your different outlets? Yes. So anyone can find us at www.yourroyalcloset.com and also our Instagram at Your Royal Closet. And we're also on Facebook as well, Your Royal Closet. Very simple. The same thing everywhere. We like that. <laughs> Love it. Cross-branded all the way. That's right. Well, Keeping it easy. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. It was so, it's just, it, we follow you. Like we, we shop there. And so it's just great to put a face with 
in a voice with, with the brand that we really love. So well, thank, thank you. Yes. Thank you guys so much, Rachel and Jessica. It was such a pleasure to be on and we love your podcast and everything that you're doing. And I love just your two dynamic and your casual conversations. It's just so fun to listen to and to, to hear your energy and your passion. So thanks for what you're doing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We really are friends in real life. So you can um, tell. Yeah. That's why, uh, well, anyway, Jessica's not at her house right now. And that's why when we got on the zoom, I was like, you're not at your house. We really are friends. We really do go to each other's houses. So thank you for appreciating (laughs) that. Yes, of course. It is so good to be back with you, Jessica and listeners. It is so good to be back after a month away. We're getting our sea legs back under us. Um, I'm sure that the Royals are preparing to return from vacation and we'll have all kinds of news stories for us to unpack in the coming months. So any final word from you, my friend? Just excited for the next few weeks to um, see what we've got coming from the Royals. They'll be coming back from their vacation. So we'll have lots to talk about. So um, can't wait for that and glad to be back. Listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Podcast Royal. Email us at hellopodcastroyal at gmail.com and follow us, rate us, review us, subscribe, whatever the terminology is these days. We want you in our circle. We love you, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 35 of Podcast Royal. Bye. Bye. Bye.